Welcome to the Compass Podcast, featuring Chris Shandro and the Compass team. We hope this message is just for you. Well, hey, welcome back. I'm Chris Chandra, the Pastor Compass. As always, I'm just delighted to have you with me today. Now, this week, I had the opportunity to grab coffee with someone who's newer to Compass, which is honestly fairly common because when someone's checking out a new church, they have questions. They have questions that they want to be answered about the pastor. Questions like, can I trust this person? Uh, Are they kind? Are they fun to be around? Are there any little hard to see pockets of crazy that I should be looking out for? These are all valid questions that should be answered when you are checking out a new church. And as we drank and drank coffee and asked each other questions, uh, we just kind of talked and basically ended up sharing each other's stories. Now I told my story, most of the time, my time was spent sharing the story of the changes that God has made in us over the last several years. And I talked about the story of our journey from 2020 through to today. And over the course of about an hour, we just sat and told stories about ourselves, which I think is the best way to get to know someone because hearing a person's story gives us the best opportunity to understand them. Our stories reveal who we really are. See, stories allow us to explain and understand the world in ways that maybe we couldn't otherwise. And Jesus knew this, which is why using stories was one of the main ways that he taught people. Jesus was a master storyteller. I mean, check this out in Mark 4, verse 30. Jesus said, how can I describe the kingdom of God? What story should I use to illustrate it? Jesus used many similar stories and illustrations to teach the people as much as they could understand. In fact, in his public ministry, he never taught without using parables. When Jesus wanted people to understand the kingdom of God, when he wanted them to understand how it worked, what it looked like, how they fit, he was like, okay, which story should I tell? Stories were his main way of explaining who God is and what God is doing in the world. Now, last week we talked about how Jesus's parables are are like a mirror. The more we look into it, the more clearly we can see ourselves. And we have to reflect on those stories and wrestle with them to draw out their meaning. Now, if you missed that, I would encourage you to go back and check it out. But today, we're going to actually dig into the story that we're going to be hanging out in and spending the most of our time on over the next few weeks. And it's the parable of the sower. And we can find it in Matthew chapter 13, and it starts in verse 3. And this is the whole parable. Jesus said, listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. And still, other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, even 100 times as much as had been planted. And then Jesus ends with this statement. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Once upon a time, there was a farmer who was out planting some seeds. Now, Jesus tells this story, and 
And he chose the subject of his story well. Because Jesus lived in an agrarian culture where farming was literally life. This story was relevant to those to the people who were hearing it because farming was the key to their commerce and the key to their survival. Now, if Jesus were going to tell a story that everybody could relate to today, Jesus would probably say something like, once upon a time, there was a person downloading apps onto their cell phone, and then he would use that to illustrate the kingdom of God because everyone would instantly get it. And similarly, when hearing about a farmer, Jesus' hearers at the time would have instantly related to what he was saying. And what's kind of cool is that next week we're going to hear from a farmer who's part of Compass, who's going to help us look into this and understand it from his perspective. But today we're going to focus on the first part of the story where Jesus says this, as the farmer scattered seeds across his field, some of it fell on the footpath and the birds came and ate them. Okay, now right out of the gate, this story was confusing to the people who heard it. We know this, we know Jesus' disciples even had to ask him to explain this story to them later because even they were having trouble tracking. And there were several reasons for this kind of confusion that people had. Now first, as the people of first century Galilee would know, throwing seeds around so carelessly that they would fall on a footpath instead of only falling on the field, it would have been extremely foolish and wasteful. Seeds cost money. They're valuable, and a good farmer knows exactly how much to plant and where to plant it in order to get the best return on his investment. And there's just no good farmer that would be flinging seeds around so willy-nilly that they would scatter onto the footpath because the seed would never take root on the footpath. The soil's too hard and too packed down by traffic, and the seeds would never be able to penetrate deep enough into the soil to germinate and grow. It's a huge waste. And that was confusing for people when Jesus said this. Also, the disciples, they really didn't know what the seed was supposed to represent in this story. They didn't understand what Jesus was getting at with his whole analogy. And so they asked him, they're like, Lord, explain to us, what does all this mean? Who's the sower? What is the seed? What do the different soils represent? And today we have the opportunity to ask those same questions. So let's see how Jesus explained things. And then I'd like to reflect on it to see what we can learn from Jesus's explanation. Now, we are reading this in the book of Matthew. That's where uh, the account of this story being told is recorded that we're looking at. But Mark also recorded the same story in his gospel. And I want you to check out the first thing that Jesus said in Mark's account in his explanation in Mark 4.14. The farmer plants seed by taking God's word to others. So that's pretty straightforward. Mark is saying that the seed in this story is God's word. It's the message of how the kingdom of of the kingdom of God and of how the kingdom of God is coming into the world. The farmer planting seed is spreading the good news of God's love, uh, spreading the good news of what God is doing in the world. And he's also explaining how we fit into it. The seed is the gospel. It's the good news of Jesus. Jesus continues to explain in Matthew 13, 18. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. 
As Jesus continues in his explanation of the parable of the sower, we learn this, that each of the four types of soil that he describes in this story represent people or a type of person. And Jesus is describing how each of these people respond to the seed or respond to his message about the kingdom of God. The people represented by the soil of the footpath are people who hear the message, but they don't get it. It just kind of hits them and bounces right off before, you know, eventually just gets snatched away. Jesus actually quoted the prophet Isaiah to describe people like this just a few verses earlier in Matthew 13, 14. We looked at this last week, but Jesus said, this fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears can't hear and they've closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. Jesus quotes this this passage from Isaiah that was written hundreds of years earlier to describe the people he's talking about in the story as people whose hearts have been hardened. They can't see or hear what God is doing. They don't get it. Just like a footpath whose soil has been packed down by years of traffic so much that it's as hard as rock, there are people whose hearts have been so hardened to God that it's nearly impossible for them to hear his voice and understand what he wants for them. The stuff of life has has walked on and stomped down and compressed the sensitivity of their hearts so much that it's nearly impossible for the kingdom of God to take root in their lives at all. This would include people who are hostile to Jesus in the church, people who mock and belittle the kingdom of God and think that it has no place in our world, people who reject God at every turn and, and who some people might even say, some religious people might say, are a lost cause. In fact, there are many who would look at this story through an an eschatological lens. Eschatological, okay. That's basically a fancy way of saying, looking at it through the lenses of end times, death, and judgment. And they would look at this story and they would say that it's actually describing punishment. That the hard-hearted people were so averse to Jesus and his message that God's judgment on them was the forever impossibility of his kingdom taking root in their lives. It's their punishment as some religious people might see. And it's easy for us to take a simplistic moral view and come away with the lesson that some people are so bad that they just will never experience God. That's a clear, easy religious takeaway, right? Don't be like bad people with hard hearts or you'll be judged. But I keep coming back to this question. Why was the farmer in Jesus' story so careless with his seeds that he threw them on the hard soil of the footpath to begin with? Was he just a bad farmer? I mean, certainly Jesus' hearers would have been thinking the same question. And when we consider everything that Jesus explained, that the seed is the message of God's love, and that the soil represents human hearts, there are a few reflections I have that I'd like to share with you. Just some personal observations that I have from reflecting on this story. And the first is that God's kingdom is for everyone, no matter how unlikely. 
See, a good farmer would never throw seed onto the footpath expecting it to grow. The ground is just too compacted. It's too far gone. It will never bring a harvest. And no good farmer would see any real value in investing in that soil. But God sees value in every human life, even those with the hardest hearts, where the likelihood of his love taking root is practically zero. In the kingdom of God, the farmer throws seeds of his love into the lives of the most unlikely of people. In fact, there's probably no better example of this than the apostle Paul. Paul was a footpath. He was a textbook example of a hard-hearted person who rejected the message of Jesus. The soil of Paul's heart was hard and packed down by years of being walked on by religious dogma and religious tradition. It was tradition that had worn such a distinct path on his heart that when compared to it, he saw Jesus as a heretic. He rejected Jesus' message about the kingdom of God, and he did it with pride because he was the exact type of person Isaiah described. Even though he saw and heard, he couldn't understand. And, and Paul thought Jesus and his followers needed to be wiped out. He had Christians arrested, separated from their families, beaten, tortured for their faith. Paul even participated in the murder of at least one Christian. Now, let me ask you, if you were going door to door telling people about Jesus, would you stop at Paul's house? Probably not. But even though Paul was a footpath and it was extremely unlikely that the message of Jesus would take root in the heart of someone like him, God still threw seed his way. And miraculously, that seed took root and it grew. And Paul, the persecutor of Christians, became the most influential church leader in all of history. Now, there were already people who gladly followed Jesus. But God chose a footpath person to launch the church into the world. I wonder what type of footpath, footpath person you think God would choose today. Would God choose a Muslim, a socialist, an atheist, a drag queen? The church, is, church has often judged people like this as hard-hearted and decided that they're outside of what God is doing in the world. But then there's Jesus over there and he's throwing seed their way. Because God's kingdom is for everyone, no matter how unlikely. There's no one he sees as not worth the investment. And there's no heart so hard that he still wouldn't pursue it. And my second observation is that God's love is almost foolishly wasteful. Even though it's remotely possible that a seed could grow on the footpath, no good farmer would ever waste good seed on bad soil. It's not worth the risk. It's not worth the effort. But that's not the way of the kingdom. Instead, God aggressively pursues people who will likely never let his kingdom take root in their lives. But God doesn't cut his losses. God keeps throwing good money after bad into the lives of the people who he cares about, into our lives. Even if there's only one in a million odds, God will always take that bet because one in a million is worth it to him. God's love is almost foolishly wasteful by anyone else's standard, but that's who he is. 
So today I want to challenge you to reflect on this story like I did, to find yourself in it and, and to allow it to reveal who you are. And I'd like you to ask yourself a few questions. First, I'd like you to ask this. Is my heart hard like the footpath? Is your immediate reaction to anything related to Jesus or to the church to reject it? I mean, have there been things in your life that have made your heart calloused and hard? Maybe it was religion or past hurt and trauma or maybe a fear of being let down and rejected again. But truly seeing yourself is the first step to shifting the posture of your heart to a place where at a minimum, you might just be open to what God may have for you. Second, I'd like you to ask yourself, do I really think the kingdom of God is for everyone? Or are there people that you're pretty sure will never make it in? Do you feel like some people are maybe just not worth the effort? Because God sees all of us as worth the effort, even the most unlikely person. Do you see his kingdom the way that he does? Or are you okay to maybe leave some people out? And then finally, I'd like you to ask yourself this. Am I foolishly wasteful with the love of God? Do you treat love like an endless resource to be freely shared? Or do you think of it more like an investment, only to be made if there's something to gain? How do I explain the kingdom of God? What story should I use? It's like a farmer who wasted valuable seeds throwing them onto hard soil that had almost no chance of producing a harvest. Whether you need to see that you are the soil that needs to be broken up, or whether you need to see that God is relentless in his pursuit of you and others, this is what the kingdom of God is like. May we be people who live in it, and may we be people who live that kingdom into being in our world with our actions, with our words, and with our love. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us at Compass. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you have any questions about Compass or this message, contact us at our website, www.compassbn.com.